0: Welcome to the Track Talk Podcast, an in-depth look at popular songs. My name is Maddie Margallo, and I'm a singer, songwriter, producer, and a music lover. I'll be your guide as we talk about this week's track, the lovable entertainment icon, the King of Green, Jim Henson's most famous creation, and Miss Piggy's true love, Kermit the Frog's Rainbow Connection. Every episode, we're going to provide you with analysis on a track from a music production and lyrical level to its social significance and legacy. But it won't just be me yapping at you about music. We will also have a weekly guest host to help me do it. And boy, do we have a good one for you. This week we have comedian, sketch writer, screenwriter, rapper, actor, foodie, hotelier, jogger, bombardier, TV network page, active Facebook user, the president of the Re Academy Awards, the world's worst black belt, and one of my best friends, Reed Cohen. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing great. I I, I think in your laundry list of qual- qualifiers for who I am, I think some of them are just outright lies. That's not true. Wait, wait, what? Okay, all right, let's uh, get through. You're a
0: comedian, yes. Sketch writer, yes. Screenwriter, okay. yes. Rapper, yes. Well, no, no,
1: I'm no. I'm, let's go back. All right. Screenwriter, if I've written a screenplay, does that like count as You've written several Yeah, but none of them have been anyway, go ahead. Go uh, okay. Ahead. All right.
0: Rapper, yes, I I've produced wrapped. your record. Actor, yes, you act I'm not
1: I'm not really an actor though. I've
0: I have acted,
1: but that's like saying I'm a chef because I once made a burger. Foodie, yes. Hotel
0: year. That's well, not a word, first <laughs> of all. <laughs> hey, you you work at a hotel. Yeah, yeah. Uh jogger, you do that. <laughs> Bombardier, name of your sketch group. Right. T- TV network page. You work at a TV network. Right. The, at, right the page yes, program. Yes. Active Facebook user. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but so are most of America. President of the Re Academy Awards. Maybe. Yeah,
1: that's that's something that I, I love, keep close to the vest. I, and now it's in the public discourse. I wanna oh,
0: we're, we're doing a special Academy Awards <laughs> episode this year as well. I just I made that a thing. Just oh, we could do like the five best <laughs> yeah. I'll choose like the five <laughs> yeah. my five favorite
1: songs of movies of that year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh that'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be real fun. Yeah, I already have the list. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously my favorite, the world's worst black belt, which uh, Which yeah, that's the most which, honest which, of Which all is the those. most <laughs> which is the most real thing. Is yeah. uh, once again, that story is you took Taekwondo with yeah. you? I took,
1: I took Taekwondo from when I was like seven till like I was seven or eight till I was like 15 or 16. And in that like eight years, I, you know, got eventually to the level of black belt. And I always say that like, I haven't done it since, you know, for like 15, 16 years now. So it's like, Sure, I'm a black belt because I don't like you don't have to like reapply, yeah. but once I, you're in, you're in, <laughs> yeah. But I'm oh like, I have to be the worst one. I was, I was pretty, I was almost the worst one when I was still doing it. Like, n- no joke, I, I uh, <laughs> when I took my black belt pre test, they had like pretests, right? Sure, 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 so you don't like private pretests, you don't embarrass yourself in front of like, because it's always a in front thing. of like, yeah, like a it's class it's, and their family, right. right? It's always in it has like an audience for the yeah, black yeah, belt yeah. test, and there's like nine judges, it's like a thing, That's so, so you go like a private pre with like one or two judges who just watch and see if you're good enough to go right. up there. And I remember like afterwards, like we had like a meeting with them, my, my, my mom, me and them. And they they were like, well, I guess he can test it. Like I, I didn't, I wasn't so bad. It was a hard no, but they were like, don't expect much, but you can probably try it. And the only reason I think I got a black belt that day of the test was a fluke. I did this, like I was sparring this guy who was a black belt and I did this like back. Leg crescent kick that I could never repeat ever in my life. Hit him smack in the head during sparring. And like that. They gave you the points. They gave me some. Like I remember like afterwards when I got the bite belt, we were talking like I had like, you know, I have a one on one with like the head judge. They said like that was a big, a big. Wow, no, that was your comment. I have a feeling I was on the bubble, and that like pushed me over. That was to your the crane kick to
0: the karate kid. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> um, but like, yeah. So I barely became a black belt to begin with. I I was a black belt for like a year and a half, and then I went to a tournament. Uh, it was like a big tournament with like all the schools in the area, and I did the forms. And it was like nine of us, and so you create your own form and you perform it. Uh-huh. And I perform mine to music, actually. Oh, cool. Um, I, I honestly don't Do remember. You remember? Oh, you don't remember? I don't okay. remember the name of the song, but I know it's on the Snatch soundtrack. Oh, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like an instrumental piece. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, it. Uh, and I performed it, and I was like so proud of it. And there was nine of us. I came in ninth, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you solidified your your. Standing no, it was later the- that day when I did sparring tournament. And there were six of us in our division, and I came in fifth. Oh. And number six was disqualified, which oh. is why he was six.
0: <laughs> and so, at that point, you became...
1: Right. I stopped. Well, because we were driving home, me and my dad. And my dad was, like, consoling me, like, oh, it's all right, you know, da, da da I remember thinking, like, I just don't care. Like, I don't... I'm not sad that I got last place. I really just don't give a shit. And so I was thinking, like, oh, you know, maybe... Maybe I shouldn't do this if I just don't give a <laughs> shit about it. You know, I don't know. And then I don't think I ever went back to karate after that. That was like the last time I t- did it. Was the that tournament?
0: Here we go. The world's worst black belt, right yeah, here. On right our here. Podcast. The, right here in the studio.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what? What I usually like to ask all of our guests okay. is kind of their musical background. I mm-hmm. know you play a little bit, but you know, maybe what's what's your relationship with music and mm-hmm. kind of you mm-hmm. playing? And I know you're an avid music listener, right?
1: As well. I think as I think it, my relationship with music playing is a lot of faster of an answer, which is that I I enjoy playing. I've taken piano for a little bit, took guitar for a little bit. I've never been particularly good at any of it. Mm-hmm. I don't have like the natural musician gene. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I can with practice, I can get okay at something, but like it's definitely not a calling.
0: Mm-hmm. What your your family, parents, anyone? No, play? there's no. really no musicians in my I, family no, okay.
1: anywhere. Um, but uh not no one can sing in my family <laughs> like it's just not a musician family <laughs> music itself though i've always had a very weird relationship with it because i have a very like i guess eclectic diverse music tastes you know mm-hmm. i'll i'll be listening to like Rick Ross, and then I'm um, shuffle, and the next track they'll come up will be Yanni, and it's like these mm-hmm. are two very different, very very artists. different artists, yeah. And yeah. because of that, growing up, I've always been very alone in my music consumption. Like, mm-hmm. of course, you know, me and my friends would jam out No Diggity, but a lot of the music I listened to growing up in my childhood and into adulthood and into now, I enjoy solely and i don't get to like enjoy it with other people particularly much like when a new album comes out that i'm really jiving i'll tell people about like hey you got to get this album nobody will it's not the kind of music anyone's listening to that's friends with me and so i tend to just listen to it by myself and even in like you know middle school and high school you know a lot of my friends were into punk blank 182 Mm -hmm. uh, alternative like that was big in like the late 90s -hmm. early 2000s papa roaches your your uh uh, Limp Biscuits You know whatever Your name and everything That our band loves Actually <laughs> me and me And, me and John's band Red John loves <laughs> <laughs> No there's nothing wrong with them But it, it just wasn't my style And I was listening to like You know Hip hop And I right. was uh, And not just like Tupac or something that You know Tupac's great mm-hmm. But not just The very like Not just kind of
0: mainstream kind of stuff. I was listening
1: to WPGC 95.5 in the D.C. area. And Donnie Simpson in the morning would play, like, hip-hop. He would play R&B. Yeah. And he would play, like, classic soul. And so I would listen to a lot of, like, R&B. So I'd be listening to, like... You know, Mr. Big and the Isley Brothers new hit, Contagious, where when my friends listening to Blink-182 and you can't really share that. Like if you're you can't be like, oh, you really like what's my age again? Here's a sing song ballad (laughs) about cheating on your wife. Like, it's not going to work. It
0: doesn't really. So I really transfer.
1: (laughs) So I've I've always had this relationship with music where it was like, oh, I'm going to enjoy music. That's something I have to do by myself. Um, and, you know, Matt, you and I are great friends. And so, of course, there's overlap. Between there's some us. overlap, but you, uh,
0: still, you still you still we still have uh, very kind of different taste when it comes to just kind of what we listen. Right. To. But that's that's cool because we introduce each other to stuff all the time. Yeah. Right? And it's yeah. like. And I think that's super refreshing. And I, whenever I see something, I always make sure I, uh, I hit you with a link of something cool. Even in fact, we just watched that video from Afro. I sent you yeah a couple months ago. This yeah. uh, this rapper, and it was just something cool. And you quick, said, tangent.
1: Yeah. quick tangent, yeah, Low quick tangent. I Afro didn't go anywhere, right? He put out one mixtape. I, I the videos, think that's I the only remember. thing I ever. Saw I have dude. a theory why he didn't. Okay. It's his name. He, he spells his name A-F-R-O. There's like dashes that's between a little, every letter. I think difficult people just didn't feel like Googling like that. Yeah. I really think that's what killed him. Ugh. Anyway. Um <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> little tangent there. Yeah,
0: get those tags right, kids, and your keywords, or else you're not going to be found at all. for, yeah. your, for your YouTube. People excuse any weird name except if it's weirdly uh, spelled to the point where they can't memorize yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arik is a interesting spelling. Is it er- is that is, is it Eric or is that it's its own thing? No, it's its own thing. It, okay. it's, it's
1: it's Arik is mispronounced Hebrew.
0: Oh, what was it supposed to be? A- Arik? Arik. 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 Yeah,
1: Arik is Hebrew for little lion and my mom didn't know how to so pronounce it's not the, the long lion. it's not the long e
0: sound. No, but oh. it, it became that, which Wait, what it's little lion?
1: Little lion is Arik. Oh, I love that. Yeah, but that's not my, what my what Arik actually literally oh. means.
0: What what does Arik literally mean? A traitor, what? soldier <laughs> that goes AWOL. I'm not even kidding. That's actually what reek translates to. Oh <laughs> That's so good.
1: That's <laughs> me. <laughs> you know how we found out? How? Well, I'm Jewish, obviously, okay. and so you know, after my my bar mitzvah when I was 13, we went to Israel to like oh. tour. So for two weeks we're in okay. Israel, and uh and we had like a, a guide who would, like take us to all these places and at one point he leans over to my mom and goes, why do you keep calling him that? Oh my <laughs> gosh. <it's> like <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> because like, you know, it's as if we had someone, a French couple came here and they keep calling their son like, Hey, you know, traitor! you right. want to go to You know, like, right. Oh my it's, gosh. It's, yeah. But <laughs> either way, my name has nothing to do with music.
0: <laughs> so, um, with you creatively, I know I've mentioned a couple different things and I think you are a screenwriter, but, um, <laughs> how do you involve music with all the stuff you do creatively? Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, I think I'm very musically influenced. I have been for a while. I feel like it actually has been getting lighter in music, musical influence. But, you know, I know when I was a, kid trying to come up with like stories I mm-hmm. was always interested in telling stories a big part of like coming up with scene ideas would come from music I would listen to a song and like the song would make me think of a certain thing mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I like it's necessarily like, the
0: soundtrack for the scene or it just kind of inspired sometimes yeah,
1: yeah often it was um one of my first uh short films I made you know, we're talking like handy cam in your backyard yeah, kind of yeah, short yeah, film. Totally. Was it's called Good Morning, Mr. Rudy, and I'm sure if you Google that or search that exact <laughs> phrase on no YouTube, way. you'll find it. I'm sure. Good Morning, Mr. Rudy. I can't imagine there's not much with that name, but it's basically a five minute like terrible action movie, and the whole thing was choreographed to uh, a song by a uh, uh, Fatboy Slim. Uh huh. Um, and I listened to the song. I just keep listening to it over and over again, and coming up with like. The action scenes and the script was actually like seconds in the song. What would happen? Oh. Um Fast forward to now and I still do that. I'll still hear a song um uh and like want have like a visual image mm-hmm. and something I want to put on paper from it. I always thought I'd be a good music video director for that reason. But, you know, since I've pivoted more into like sketch comedy mm-hmm. and stuff like that you know, that's less of a thing. You don't really paint with visual images set to music. Right. Um, but Although that,
0: I feel like you were very proactive with trying to add music to your your sketches. I yeah. know spe- specifically in just the last couple months of, of seeing your sketches, obviously uh, the rap sketch that you did a couple weeks, months right. ago was very full of music. And then there was one, I think, uh, one week when you guys did a with the gospel choir, wasn't one yeah. of your sketches kind of a musical type? Sketch? No, my or- that month
1: my sketch wasn't musical. So, for those listening who don't know me, um, which is 99 percent of you, you guys will get um, to know this guy. So, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, I write sketches for a monthly show at a comedy theater in LA called Upright Citizens Brigade, and uh, yeah, I, I'll often have musical based sketches if yeah. not just because we realize that theatrics works on live stage. So right. it's like, if you can have a musical pitch, a musical sketch pitch, um, that goes a long We're way. Through. And I, I have experience writing rap lyrics. So I tend to like yeah. writing rap comedic rap songs. Cause like, I'm good at putting together yeah. rap lyrics.
0: And I, may, I mean, maybe not even just being a musical type sketch, but just adding music into your sketch. Uh, you know what I think of right now? Shaft, the shaft sketch. Yeah. You have the shaft theme perfectly beautifully timed. Yeah. In that sketch. I mean, every, and every Yeah. And you have it in a couple of other sketches, too, I, I do recall. Well, so. music can be funny, you yeah. know, and, and, and
1: it's uh, like the Shaft one, the whole joke of Shaft acting cool and then tripping. <laughs> so like you have and the Shaft song is so cool that, of course, it would have to end when he's not being cool. Right. So it, the it's usually music traditionally punctuates a joke, you know, like the right. of the right, drums or right. something. And in this case, it's funny because, like, the silence punctuates the joke. It's like you hear the song and Shaft being all cool, then he trips, and then the song ends, and that silence after the song abruptly ends punctuates the joke. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess I do involve music when I can. I mean, I do like having a lot of cues in my sketches. Yeah,
0: yeah, it definitely feels like you're inspired by it, but also you love using it within your your projects as well. Mm. Um, The... The song you chose with today, the one you went one with. Second,
1: the- one second, one second. I I don't I don't <laughs> want to interrupt you. So so for those listening, Sean, our engineer, sends like a fifteen minute warning to to Matt or whatever. He gives like time updates, which is probably every podcast does this. But he hands up his phone and it's like this crudely drawn, <laughs> like he didn't just type out the word 15. It's like, it's like a kindergartner, like finger painted
0: 15. It's a, it's a little bit of, we're pulling back the curtains a little bit to the, uh, the track talk podcast, but, but it's uh, just so funny. It's, it's, right, it's, so. it's, it's perfect for what we need here. <laughs> It's like <laughs> he did it. He he does that, but he's also done like I guess when he didn't have his phone with him, he'll do like the numbers with his. That hands. makes sense. That's harder. Is it? that's kind of harder for me. I'm like 51 in my head, but you're talking, so I'm, I need something quick to look yeah. at. Yeah, it's a it's a whole disaster. So, but you
1: would think he would be used to this. He would just have it like. Just like a text, like oh, you just maybe, type yeah. it. Out. I don't know. It, well, we the we, visual is funny. We- <laughs> <laughs> it, it went from us talking to like we were being interrupted by your five year old kid showing you his like yeah. what he made in school that day. Like, look what I made.
0: <laughs> as 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 we kind of as we kind of move a little further away from the, the topic here, you you I I. I texted you. I was like, hey, I want you to do this. You were one of the first people I wanted to, to talk to about uh, a song on this podcast. And you decided that you wanted to go through about 500 songs. <laughs> so what what kind of brought you to this song, Rainbow Connection?
1: Well, uh, to be... I, w- I w- had a lot of criteria, right? I, I wanted a song that I could talk about. And I don't know... You know theory all that well. You know I couldn't, I could not tell you what the chord progression of this mm-hmm. means, or oh he switches to this pitch, what that means. I, I that's less of what I could talk about. You say what I like about mm-hmm. the pitch or about the musicality of it, but I couldn't really analyze it like you gotcha. can. So I thought, well, you know, if I want to talk about a song, then it's best that I have that I can discuss the context more. Okay. So I wanted something that w- I could discuss at length. And I felt I had a command of its pop culture relevancy mm-hmm. or it's uh, the context of which the song was created, the meaning of the lyrics, mm-hmm. the meaning of the song in general. And so I create a list of songs like that. And also I wanted to make it a song that people knew. I wanted a song. Sure, I didn't yeah. want to I don't want to get on the podcast and talk about a song that everyone who's listening goes, oh, well, now I got to Google
0: this song. I never heard of this. And
1: because a lot of my well, music, I'll tell as you I what, I we've done like some that.
0: songs that maybe people haven't heard before. Right. So that's part of what I like about this podcast is like introducing the songs that people maybe not necessarily even heard of or artists they may not have heard of. So it's that's part of it. And I really yeah, enjoy yeah. that aspect of it. And, I appreciate that. And for that, me but... personally, some of the songs I haven't heard before either. And I like <clears throat> Learning more about these songs, and especially you know, we we did uh, we did that Van Morrison song a couple of weeks ago, and I had just a blast uh, learning about the song, and then actually I ended up listening to that whole record. It's become one of my yeah. favorite records this year. So that's that's totally okay to do something brand new or something that maybe is a little bit more old school and and kind of popular. I think either side of that is great to to kind of explore. No,
1: I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I, I think that just. For me, I mean, I have plenty of songs that I know of that mm-hmm. I could put up here that I love and could talk about that mm-hmm. no one's heard of. Uh, I'm not trying to be hipster, but, you know. Um, but I felt for, like, especially a first time being on the podcast, I'd want to keep it well, that's, simple. Well, that's
0: you expecting that you're going to be on the podcast again.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of a big fucking deal. <laughs> you are the I'm the world's worst black belt. I mean,
0: i do you, uh, is this a song that you like? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. I, so it, yeah, I I do not want it to also be you know just something that you'd feel comfortable talking about and Analyze, but I also want you to actually enjoy the song.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I do like it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it, it, it's it's I mean, it's not like a song I listen to every weekend or anything, but you know, it's right. it's a song that's been a part of my life for a long time. Right.
0: And I think that's what that's what we're always looking for is to find something that that you. Uh, as our as our guest connects with and and can talk about, uh, this song really great. By the way, I, uh, I hadn't heard it in a while, and then when you mentioned that you want to do this, I, I first thing I did was look it up and 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 took a listen, and it's just such a great tune. Yeah, uh, well written. Beautiful arrangement, and it's so great with uh, with Kermit the Frog singing. Who on that recording is that's actually Jim Henson. Yeah, that's Jim Henson it, right? singing for Kermit the Frog, and it's it's really lovely. The whole thing is really nice, and uh, I guess it was written specifically for the Muppets movie. Yes, yes. <clears throat> what I have here is that that movie came out in 1979, mm-hmm. uh, and it was supposed to be kind. In the movie, it's kind of there over the rainbow to. Right to uh like the wizard of oz like the judy garland and it's it's interesting too it's right at the top of the movie yeah it's not yeah. this kind of midway song where he's No kinda... it's it's right at the
1: top i mean it, it in like yeah i mean over the rainbow is a good analogy because like over the rainbow is also kind of a what out, what out there is for me kind of ballad mm-hmm. it's kind of like hey what what in the world can i get into and that's kind of right. like over the rainbow is you know uh dorothy like hey i I want to not just be on this farm for the rest of my life, and Rainbow Connection is kind of like Kermit saying, "I don't want to be in the swamp." I
0: mean, the whole the whole film is uh, is very uh, similar to that, where he's this kind of in this isolated swamp. And he and he's kind of a small town guy, and then ends up trying to become this big kind of yeah. star, yeah. Right? And
1: also, like the Wizard of Oz, as he travels, he makes new like new animalistic friends, friends yeah. that are like weird <laughs> and obscure. Yeah. So like Fozzie the bear, and you know, like you know uh, uh, Gonzo the great. Yes. I mean, they're all like yeah. Tin Man and Scarecrow. Kind of they fit lion. those. Yeah, those
0: pretty nice. it's a it's a great formula to use for this with way you know obviously way wackier characters and, right and that's why i really love the muppets i think i think they uh do some really funny stuff and it's like hearty like funny laughs like we yeah. even just watched just a little bit of a clip and i was like cracking up yeah it's very vaudeville yeah. at their best they're very it vaudevillian is. it's like that
1: kind of like old school kind of comedy you'd have on stage in like the 1920s and the borch belt and all yeah. that
0: stuff yeah it's it very- does it does feel uh at times, it can feel dated, especially when they they drop some of those references. Harry in. Krishna references.
1: Yeah, the references yeah.
0: and the stuff are are dated, but when you put them into like a current or relevant situation, like the the show that you sent me of the Muppets when they had like the the Late Show, the variety show, the newer Muppet show, yeah, that worked so well to me. I thought it was really yeah. funny. because well, the
1: Muppets themselves are are timeless because I think they lack all cynicism. That, that has to be it. Yeah. So you it's know. like no matter what time you put them in, they always feel like they're not of that time. They yeah. They feel like they're of some other time. So even in the 70s, they felt like there were this, like kind of, yeah, like vaudevillians thing it, from the 20s. Now they feel like a. It also seems seem like, like, like they
0: get away with stuff too, like right, kind of more yeah. more adult stuff than they should. Yeah. But it it still comes off as oh that's really cute because you know they're they're puppets at yeah. this point you know. Um. So, just kind of going through I was looking at some of the information Paul Williams and Kenneth Asher Were mm-hmm. the uh, the songwriters for this song As well as the, all the music for the movie, correct? Yeah, I, th- I think that's right yeah. That's what it looked like in the credits there yeah. Um. Paul Williams, I, I just I was interested to see what other kind of stuff And I was incredibly surprised Paul Williams, uh, songwriter behind We've Only Just Begun by The Carpenters mm-hmm. uh, The theme for The Love Boat Sean, <laughs> Sean's favorite TV show Oh uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> and actually, uh, something very recent—the uh, track uh, "Touch" from Daft Punk's record. Uh, yeah, that was, That's right. That was Paul Williams. Paul Williams, Williams wasn't it? So, th- yeah, the, he's like this guy's old... career is spread over multiple decades. It's, it's quite incredible. It also, has a beautiful voice because "Touch" is a great song. "Touch" is a great tune. Yeah. So, uh, I was just—I was just floored that you know the, these are the kind of talents that just last forever. And, and when you're good, you get called for stuff. Throughout, you know, throughout time, no matter, you know, yeah, uh, how the the industry looks. So and that's think, a really incredible thing.
1: I think that was hiring someone like Paul Williams, though, I think was a master stroke for the music of the Muppet movie mm-hmm. with Jim Henson. I think that's kind of where the newer movies failed, mm. um, not so much failed creatively, but failed to keep it within the lore and to create like right. canon, because like when you bring in someone like Paul Williams, who's like a great writer first and he's now going to write for felt puppets. Right. Like you get songs that can stand out from their context. If, so, Oh God, as I go like ahead. say, so like the rainbow connection, like is a great song and it means something in the context of the movie, but you can listen to that song or play that song or perform it out of context of the movie. And it still makes sense. Yes. Whereas, you know, yes. if you take the new Muppet movies, um, like the, uh, 20, the 2010 one, I think the one with Jason Siegel, mm-hmm. Um, there's like a song called "Man or Muppet" that I think I think I it won the Oscar, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like it's basically like the character wondering if he's a muppet or a man, and that's fine. It's a good song, but, but it's so it's so involved universe. in a universe yeah, that universe yeah, that if yeah. you remove it from that universe you can't you can't like just sing that at a party it doesn't make any sense
0: is that a is that an inherent issue with musicals in general Mm -hmm. um where like you get a crossover success kind of song like i'll i'll throw one out there like a seasons of love from rent Mm -hmm. memories from cats that sort of thing those can work outside of the the play but most of them are within context. Right. The only you're ones not that, that you're, you're hearing never well, are hearing the Jet song on the radio. The Jets are gone. <laughs> right, exactly. It has
1: to be it has to be able to exist
0: out of context. That's actually, and that's like That's actually uh, tonight tonight that right. was that. Song. There you go. So, there we go. I was in a production. Can we of West cut Side. this? I was no, in a um, production <laughs> of West Side Story, Sean. So, so was I. I was in the same production. Oh, that's right. <laughs> 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 Matt was Diesel, one of the Jets, right? Well, but uh, Arik was Officer Kropke. Yeah, yeah. Was,
1: it's was not a surprise I got like one of three non-singing parts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, musical songs that that transcend the the context of the of the what it's from uh-huh. is the, are the only ones that ever have any staying power within pop culture, and that's why, like, for example, like Aladdin, I can show you the world. Yeah, is like, you know, everyone's still I still hear that song. Yeah. And whereas it's, like, sure, the word magic carpet rides in it, but that's it. But whereas like, you know, friend like me is basically has a lot of genie specifics and a lot of like 40 Thieves is listed. Right. It's, just, it, it, it's too much within that universe. So the Muppet movie, like the first one, not a single song has the word Muppet in it. There's not a single song that doesn't just take a vague approach to the Muppet specific right issue in that moment of the of the
0: they're, they're, movie they're, and the way they, they the characters have always been is they're not Muppets in their world. They're they're right. They're regular ass. Char- regular. Ass right. Characters. They don't really consider.
1: Yeah. Don't, I think it's not until the new Jason Siegel movie in that version
0: where I think they refer to themselves as Muppets. Was that just like a chance that you think they were taking just to kind of do this kind of meta thing? Maybe. maybe, I think they just
1: didn't realize it. I think they, they thought that because they understood the tone of the Muppets, they understood everything. And I think they just didn't. Yeah. I mean, I can get into breaking that down. That's not necessarily (laughs) musical base.
0: So we'll stay away from that a little bit, but we'll we'll save that for another, uh, another episode. Uh, The, uh, the, the, Movie was nineteen seventy nine. Was that the first Muppet movie? That yes. was like the f- that was their first one. And they had a TV they- show. They had a TV already. show at that time. Yeah, because
1: they started as a uh, as you know just a uh, uh, little bits of comedy on other things. I know uh, Jim oh. Henson made like coffee commercials with a character that was kind of resembled Kermit the Frog. Um, oh. And uh, they had some SNL stuff. Okay, so they would pop in on different shows. Yeah, and then
0: uh, The Muppet Show was a hit, and then they made a movie shortly after that. Jim Henson, he's he's been involved in several other projects than The Muppets. Was was he involved with uh, any of the, the Star Wars puppeteering, I feel like? I feel like i've heard that
1: um i i imagine i, I just i imagine out. the henson company made yoda i know frank oz voiced him, who yeah voices Fozzie and miss
0: piggy but yeah well gosh now that we don't know well let's uh let's reach out to our, our track pod uh track talk pod podcast listeners so uh why don't you <laughs> Matt, guys, Matt, Matt, are you matt's Matt, on the Matt, floor <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's having a stroke uh so go ahead and uh tweet at us at the track talk pod uh, no cast in there at the Track Talk Pod, and uh, let us know. Uh, was Jim Hansen involved it with Star Wars at all? I yeah, I want to believe that. Kind of so.
1: useless because by the time they answer, we won't be here to talk about
0: it. Well, hopefully they'll get to us eventually. Okay. <laughs> and back in time, I don't I don't know how how they'll do <laughs> that, but they'll figure it out. Let's get into. Rainbow Connection, the lyrics. Okay, let's break, it. Uh, let's break it, it down. I saw you got got a little print out there. Why don't you read along with me, and then <clears> I'll, I'll go through the verse, and then uh, let's uh, let's kind of give our thoughts. Uh, Rainbow Connection. Why are there so many songs about rainbows, and what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions, and rainbows have nothing to hide. Yeah, I, this is very
1: interesting to me.
0: Were they, were they really just straight up like, over the rainbow we're doing something right in the exact same realm maybe I feel like I mean, it's it might right have been there. one to one to yeah. Wizard of Oz I mean I think that
1: I mean I think yeah I think that first line is almost them trying to excuse themselves maybe that. that's what it is it's I like, do like we're not that. the only song about rainbows yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 why really are great. there so many
0: yeah. um, and uh, which technically I can't even over the rainbow rainbow connection what really other songs about rainbows are there <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I'm sure in the 60s there are plenty of yeah them. I'm sure there are but I think the second the second line that you said I think is really interesting what's on the because, other side no the the whole rainbows are visions but oh only illusions sure and yeah. rainbows are like, because because but only illusions and rainbows have nothing to hide because I always think of things that are illusions as having the most to hide I mean you think of illusion you think of like a magic trick yeah so that's like nothing but hiding yeah. I think in this context I'm guessing what they mean is that. Their visions, only illusions have nothing to hide, meaning they're just f- fractured light that's creating an illusion. There's no bigger sense to it. There's no it's, spiritual it's, it's, significance. Yeah, it's to not it. It. it's not anything more right. than just
0: like a weather sky phenomenon. Yeah. 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 Um, so we've been told and some choose to believe it. I know the wrong wait and see. Someday we'll find it. The rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers and me.
1: Yeah, so I'm assuming that. So we've been told, and some choose to believe it. It's all. It's basically it's this whole state is saying very
0: similar to kind of what we were kind of getting into.
1: Well, it's it's basically yeah, saying like, um, some people think rainbows are just fractured light that mm-hmm. have nothing, no no significance beyond that. Some people believe that, There's but at the I end think of they're it. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait and see. Well, so it's it becomes a spiritual song. Yeah, fa- right like the faith right at the based. top yeah. too.
0: And you have a little green frog singing about it, so it's it's like it's kind of a weird juxtaposition of that. But uh, I love the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Right. I think that's just a, a lovely line, and that's the that's the chorus. I guess you would but call yeah, that refrain. Not to, through not the rest to look of the at doom. it
1: cynically, but if he's saying the lovers and the dreamers and me, then who is he? Because if he's not a lover and he's mm-hmm. not a dreamer, what is he? What is he? Is that? I guess what I'm asking maybe is maybe he's more the realist.
0: Maybe yeah. I mean I, I think because he's the one you know. Kermit's the one, you know, sitting in that swamp just singing his song. Like, maybe he doesn't think there's anything else out there for him. True. Maybe, yeah,
1: maybe he's, maybe it's a sad refrain. Maybe yeah. it's like the lovers and dreamers, and then there's me, but I wish I was a part of those other yeah, groups. Yeah. Is it, um, and
0: I I like that That's those are the two groups that he has the choice of being. And maybe right. that's the thought because there's lovers who kind of uh, are kind of ho- hopeful, kind of actually, dreamers too. I guess lovers and dreamers might be, uh, in the same category too if if you well, kind of think of it that way too
1: I think it's I think lovers can be can mean something like being passionate and dreamers means aspirations so it's mm-hmm. like it's people with aspirations and then those who are passionate about those aspirations
0: Um second verse who said that every wish would be heard and answered when wished on the morning star somebody thought of that and someone believed it look look what it's done so far
1: Yeah it's it's interesting I I I like this because it's like it, it almost like admits some form of like secular concept while then saying, but it doesn't matter. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, a, you know, a, a wish. It almost says like wishes are bunk. Someone just right. thought that someone up thought that up and, and someone else believed it. But I think the the look what it's done so far is saying I, I, I look at that as a positive. You could look at that as a negative, mm-hmm. like somehow wishes are hurting people like it's making people mm-hmm. not actually do things. But I like look at it as like it's cause it keeping it's keeping hope alive like i the, think that's what it is yeah yeah and I, I, there's no cynicism i, in the I, muppet, I like so. looking
0: at it from that aspect of of kermit i mean i know it's yeah. <laughs> you know it's Kermit. And he's a muppet but like when you put it in the context of where, where this movie's going like it's it seems super hopeful and i i love the the way the the lyric fits right on that uh, music yeah. what's so amazing that keeps us stargazing and what do we think we might see Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, dreamers, and me.
1: Yeah, that, that line's my favorite in the whole song. What's so amazing that keeps us stargazing? And what do we yeah, think we might say? Yeah. I, I think um, well, growing up, I totally misread that line or mm-hmm. misheard it. Which you I, think it was. No, I, I heard it as being the right same words, but I misinterpreted it, I guess. Because uh-huh. I thought, what's so amazing that keeps us stargazing? I kind of took the word stargazing not as the literal gazing at stars uh-huh. and took it more as like what energy keeps us going. I almost thought it was like a question of like, What is it that causes life almost? And I way Uh, overly doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, what's so amazing? And in that context, it becomes gibberish because it's like, what's so amazing that keeps start gazing? What do we think we might see? It's like, what gets mankind a? What keeps mankind living? And what are we what do we think we'll see about life? Like, does it doesn't make sense. I think sense? that's so, a
0: little yeah, bigger than what this song Yeah. yeah so I think might be
1: pointing towards. It, it means literally like not necessarily literally stargazing but what, what, what keeps but us what keeps us kind look, of looking right, forward, looking at right. kind
0: of the the thing there, yeah. What
1: what keeps us wanting to look forward to a new frontier and what do we think we're going to find when we get right. there?
0: Right, right, Yeah. I like this line. Uh this is the bridge now. Un, uh all of us under its spell, we know that it's probably magic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, he's starting to realize, like, maybe it's something that's out of my control and it's, the, you know, uh, it's magic. Or maybe he's starting to figure out that, you know, maybe if I just go for it and do it, maybe positive stuff will happen and mm-hmm. and uh, it will continue. And he's, he's having that. He's trying to figure that out while he's sitting there playing the song. And
1: I have trouble with that, though, because I for this line, my trouble with this line, it, to me, it's the most. Vague, like what is it in under its spell? Like, what's what is creating the spell? Is it the rainbow connection? I think it's is the it... rainbow connection.
0: I think it's talking about the rainbow connection.
1: And yeah, I, I don't, I'm not convinced of that. I think I guess that's what it's the po- <laughs> well, clues that's, point. That's too. the
0: point, right? Um, and then finally, it goes into this last uh verse Have you been half asleep and have you heard voices? I've heard them calling my name. Uh, is this the sweet sound that calls the young sailors the voice? Might be one the same. Uh, this verse confuses me. <laughs> this is coming like, in the insane asylum. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the sailor part just throws me like completely. No, actually, that's the
1: one part of this I, that makes is, sense. Is, does to that me. make sense to you? Yeah, because because I do think you? it goes back to the stargazing. Because I think stargazing, oh, okay. I think of like sailors on a ship looking at the stars. Maybe, yeah, and the yeah, frontier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that it's basically saying like, you know, the voices calling their name is basically the voices of the frontier or, or what you're going to pursue, mm-hmm. like saying like, Hey, you know, go forward, have an adventure. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this is this the sweet sound that calls the young sailors. Like, is this the same thing that motivated these young people to want to get on these ships and, and go explore, explore, and, explore,
0: you know, and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, well, it kind of addresses a little bit here. I've heard it too many times. to Ignore it. It's something that I'm supposed to be someday. We'll find it. The rainbow connection, to lovers of the dreamers in me.
1: Yeah, that's that's another line. It's something that I'm supposed to be. What I still don't know what the it's is in that, off the top of my head, like what is it? It's maybe, something maybe, I'm supposed to be.
0: Maybe it's what's at the end of the rainbow. No. Just no. <laughs> just no. <laughs> okay. Perf- okay. <laughs> You've been listening to <laughs> kids. This is how you do discussions. You just say no or yes without any explanation. <laughs> Why no? no, Why no? No, I I think I think it's a a state
1: of being that he's supposed to be, right? It wouldn't be a noun, it'd be like more of a so I think it's like I'm supposed to be like the sailor, I'm supposed to be like the person who goes out and pursues something. I I think that's more what I would guess. I can
0: I can see that from there. And then at the end he goes la da da di da do 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 la da 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 dee, da do. You see so- that fourth la, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, for for the meaning of the of these lyrics and the tune, I think we're both agreed that this is a song about uh, our main character Kermit,
1: right? Uh,
0: playing with that decision of wanting to kind of follow and and try Follows to go dreams. through follow streams. dreams. I think that's a... And
1: find and w- yeah, what's interesting is how ambiguous it is because the whole premise of the song is one day we'll figure out what this song is because yeah. it's like it's like one day we'll find it the rainbow connection. So he's basically saying like one day I'll figure out what the rainbow connection is. It's a is. bit inside of itself, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So it's yeah. like the whole the song's called the rainbow Connections. is about how we don't know what the rainbow right. connection is.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's they're really lovely lyrics and uh, yeah know, they're beautiful and Paul Williams and uh, Kenneth Asher really put put together a really lovely opening song for this and I, it's obviously I would say one of the most famous Muppet songs. There's also yeah uh,
1: it's I think it's yeah this and it's not easy being green are the I think the two yeah. most famous songs from. The Muppets, although I guess technically it's not easy being green. I think premiered on Sesame Street, but it's ba- it's a Muppet it's song. It's a Muppets, song, but it's so. uh, yeah. I don't know which one would be number one, but one of those two, I imagine.
0: Well, I, I, like I said, I think it's uh, they did a really wonderful job, and it goes back to kind of what you're saying about how, uh, it works outside of the the movie, yeah. outside of the the that medium. It that works is, as a recording, you know.
1: Yeah, that that's the underrated element of these Muppet songs. Cause like there's, as I said, like there's not a single song on the, in the Muppet movie that refers to the Muppets. Um, most of the songs in the original Muppet trilogy, the first three Muppet movies, this Muppet, uh-huh. the great Muppet caper and Muppets take Manhattan. I think like one or two might reference it to being a movie, but don't specifically reference Muppets. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of them don't most like most of them are i, I forgive the i
0: forgive kind of like the idea of it being a movie cuz number one we're looking at freaking puppets running around america yeah. and stuff um but i want to go into the next part of our our uh, analysis here Okay. and uh, this is a section i like to call song basics boom, 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 basic songs you got the song basic basic songs doo, 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 <laughs> Thanks to our previous guest, Mitchell Johnson, for helping us out with that audio drop. This is a section where we talk about the the basic information of the song. (laughs) I quit.
1: For those that can't see, Eureka stormed out of the bathroom. <laughs> he's pulling out a revolver. What you don't know is that was was not a recording. There was actually a guy in the closet <laughs> that came
0: out and just sang that. And, and he's, already, he's already left, yes. <laughs> so uh, I'll just give you just kind of a quick breakdown. The runtime of the song, about 3 minutes, 16 seconds. Although in the movie, it had a beautiful like intro. That might be just the movie intro. Yeah, the, the movie. Because like, I
1: think they can, they layer it over the score yeah. for the first few like. Banjo strums.
0: It's uh it's really lovely. Uh key in A major. Uh Shawnee, they do, do uh a modulation at the end of it though. So keep an ear out for that one. Mm-hmm. And type signature is in six, eight times. So one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh right at the top starts with that uh that real simple banjo line. And,
1: and I love how it, they it's, it's the movie version you have the the strings under it from the score but mm-hmm. when you listen to the like just the song it's just like dun, 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 mm-hmm. and then just silence yeah for a measure yeah, right? yeah. Or then, dun, and then dun, comes dun, dun. In. yeah and that happens a couple times and so it's like this really like if this i, I feel like if the song is this guy kermit t frog mm-hmm. like unsure of what to do but wanting to go forward right. i feel like that's represented in just that Opening and, first few lines. Any like idea the what the uh,
0: the T stands for? His middle name. The. That's pretty good. <laughs> <It's> Kermit, the, <laughs> that's pretty. Good. His middle name is the. The. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got the banjo. Kermit's vocal comes in. Uh, the recording I heard from Spotify chimes, kind of leads in the verse. That might be. Uh, that's from the uh, soundtrack version I found on Spotify. Yeah, there's a few different versions. There's a, few and a lot version. of covers everyone's covers we'll, we'll get song. to the covers okay. i got i got a nice little section on that um verse vocals the version i heard online has bass uh strings and light drums really lovely arrangement a little bit different than what was in the movie but i like both arrangements it's almost like the movie arrangement was just banjo vocal and strings which makes sense cuz in the movie
1: he's you just right. see him playing banjo right right right
0: um, this version on Spotify is really lovely, and I think uh, I got an, uh, you gave me an idea yesterday to post all the songs we've been talking about and create a little Spotify playlist, so I will do yeah. that this weekend, and I'll, I'll post it up for you guys to check out. Um, getting into that chorus, you're using the same type of things as uh, far as banjo, bass, strings. Uh, the strings in that first verse, though, are very kind of uh, uh, intermittent. They're not completely filling up the whole thing. It's kind of yeah. building... Once it gets in that second verse, the strings really come in. It sounds very cinematic. And uh, it seems, I guess maybe that's just the time, like in the in late 70s of movies and stuff. Like it was, you know, they have access to these orchestras and that's just like kind of budgets they had. Because nowadays, like me and Sean knows specifically, like we just do the strings in-house <laughs> yeah. on, on our computers. But these string lines are so complex and stuff they must have brought in you know an extra arranger to get these this stuff recorded mm. um and it's really lovely uh chorus bridge kind of the same thing after that bridge when he goes into magic hits that little uh yeah modulation it goes a little bit it's higher much fuller. yeah and you don't you don't hear modulations too often sean so start start for, thinking for putting l- that f- in our song yeah? listen
1: we we are all smart people here in this room right we all know what all these mm-hmm. mean but You know, for 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 those people who don't know what modulation is, if you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, simply simply (laughs) it
0: means that. Uh, every every song that you, you most, most songs that you hear will stay in a specific key, meaning it's using the same tonal center, same scale, same notes. A major for this one. A major for this one. In this case, when it hits that bridge section, the song will move up essentially a half step for all those notes and all those chords. And so it sounds a little bit higher and it sounds like the song is picking up. That's the idea with the modulation. So it
1: changes pitch.
0: Pitch changes absolutely that's kind of okay. the easy way to think of so it is
1: it modulate because it's going from a major if it was going from C would it be module C no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Not exactly. It would still be modulate, but you're you're doing a different type of modulation.
0: This one we're just going up half a step. So, okay. uh, we get into that last verse. On the, I don't know if you if you got a chance to listen to this soundtrack version on Spotify, but it does some extra reverb on like Kermit's yeah, vocals. Few lines. Yeah. yeah, and it must be to those voices. You know, he yeah. was talking about uh, hearing the voices, and it was like be an echo. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's cool. It's very very cool. Uh, and then they kind of finish out the song. Uh, all the way in, he's got his la dee da intro, uh, outro. And at the end, Shawnee's gonna love this. It had a little, uh, guitar harmonics stuff at the end. It sounds really cool. It's like three notes of guitar harmonics. Maybe it's the actual, uh, banjo harmonics. Oh, that's right. Cause Can you do. Is that thing you do on harmonics? Okay. But, uh, it's really good, man. This is a great, tune. it's a great song. I mean, they produced it so beautifully and, uh, it's, it's it's a song for a movie. It's a song for a musical. Of course, the production is going to be beautiful. Yeah. Me, so I, I really enjoyed it.
1: That's good. That's good, Shawnee. We'll put it on the fridge. <laughs> little Shawnee came up with a little art he made in kindergarten today with a 45 on it. We're going to oh put God. it on the fridge. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm going to go quickly
0: through this because I don't want to lose a reek. <laughs>
1: don't no, don't go. Don't go. Take, let's take our time. Well, I'm, I'm, g- I'm about to go. Into I can't the, believe it's 45 minutes. I'm about right. to go into
0: the chord analysis. So oh you're going to love this Ugh. one. Mm. Uh real simple, real simple chords here. It's all s- mostly staying within the key. Uh for the verse uh it starts with an A, goes to F sharp minor to D to E. So you're starting with the 1 major, the 6 minor, the 4 major and then the 5 major. That's all that verse part. Then I can perform th-
1: I can perform 3 of those chords on guitar.
0: Oh good. Yeah. Maybe we'll have you we'll have you play it one day. The
1: F sharp major I can't. don't you start including sharps and flats, <laughs> and I'm just out.
0: I can only uh, play solid letters. <laughs> We get into that pre-chorus, it's D major 7, which is your uh, 4 four major 7. And then you get to that C sharp minor 7, uh-huh. which is a new chord in there, which would make it a 3 minor 7. Leads into naturally. our chorus. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> Leads are our chorus, which starts with the B minor, goes to E to A to F sharp again, and then finishes with that D to E to A. The only new chord in there would be that B minor, which is that uh, 2 minor. This is all repeated all the way through the song, that exact same order, until we get to... That last verse, which is modulated up into, I guess, A sharp, because A, A sharp is the next key, and then continues with those same progressions all the way to the end so uh real simple you you can't see but matt
1: Matt was touching himself that entire Uh, time i i like i like talking about
0: chords i'm a keys player i'm a guitar player i like chords all right give me a break man i like my i like my progressions no i get it i get it i mean this is a song analyze a podcast
1: analyzing a song and that's an element that needs to be analyzed
0: it's really lovely these guys put together real beautiful chords uh to fit this great melody and the arrangement is outstanding. Yeah, That's, that's what I would say about yeah. this. Anything kind of in, in your eyes, as far as the production and the musical part of this, I know that's not really, it's very dreamlike. I can't,
1: yeah. I can't tell you what they, like you can tell me maybe like, you know, the B minor flat six, seven chord like really makes that's, things that's dreamlike. That's not in there, actually. That's, um, not, that's not a chord that you in there, so.
0: <laughs> um, Is that a chord? Is that it, technically a chord? It kind of is, but that's not the chord that's in <laughs> there. Okay, because
1: <it. laughs> I just did gibberish. So there is a B minor a in there. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know, couldn't tell you exactly how the music makes it, but it is very dreamlike, very unreal, almost. Very mm-hmm. fantasy feeling. And I think what's incredible about that to me is that it's recorded with a banjo. Yes. And you think of a banjo as almost the most earthy, down-to-earth, robust, not dreamlike right. Like instrument. Like, no one listens it, to a banjo and thinks, like, of the universe, sure. you know?
0: It couldn't be more perfect for a frog living in, in the swamp. Right. Though, you right. know, it's, it's really great. Um, let's go a little bit into its legacy. This song has been performed over and over and over. In different situations and different and different Muppet yeah. iterations too, with plenty of different. Uh, we you were mentioned covers before, so I I pulled the the list of uh, artists who covered it, and uh, it's
1: a long list. I was it's like out. quite
0: a list. Let me let me read this out to you, Sean. Let me know if you've heard of any people on here, okay. Judy Collins, The Carpenters, Johnny Mathis, Sarah Bareilles, Sarah McLaughlin, Kenny Loggins, Justin Timberlake, Willie Nelson, Weezer and Haley Williams, Dixie Chicks, Gwen Stefani, Darren Chris, Me First and the Gimme uh, Gimmies, Less than Jake, Peter Sincati, Trespasser Williams, Jim Brickman, 15, Abney Park, Jane Monahy, Kate Nash, Dorian Wood, Heather Dale, Bad Veins, El Cripo, that's a real band. These are all names I got just from the wiki page. Why I'm do you sure... sound like you're like announcing a music festival? Like, <laughs> you're like,
1: come down to Justin Timberlake, <laughs> Gwen Stefani, The Carpenter. Like, you're just saying it like this very... like. <laughs> and they're all playing Rainbow Connection. <laughs> they're all Connection. playing just Rainbow Connection. <laughs> <laughs> come down to the the first annual and probably last Rainbow <laughs> Connection Revolution musical festival. festival. All your favorite playa- bands playing the same song just once <laughs> and then leaving. <laughs>
0: I think, I think <laughs> uh, that, that specifically it. speaks to yeah. uh, what you were saying before. Once again, this comes back to it is that you can take the song out of the movie yes. and it works so beautifully as a separate uh, a song that's isolated as just a performance song or yeah. a recorded song not having to do with the Muppets. Exactly. And, uh, you
1: can't cover man or Muppet. It's just like, it makes right. no sense. Yeah, out of yeah, context. Yeah. Rainbow connection. You could listen to and enjoy it and love it. Listen to Gwen Stefani's version or whatever. And at the end of it, never know it was in a Muppet movie. Yeah. yeah.
0: And like, that's, that's why it would transcend. It's, it's really great. And, uh, some of these I've actually heard. Some of them I haven't. I would love to hear, personally, the Weezer Haley Williams one because I'm a big Haley Williams fan. I think that's. From, uh, I, think the, I think
1: that's off of a uh, the Green Album a few oh, years ago. There was an album to like try to like help the Muppets become popular again called the Green Album, where a bunch of different oh, artists did covers of cool. classic Muppet songs. That's great. OK Go did the Muppets theme song. I remember. I think
0: then, uh, maybe, maybe we'll find it. I'll post a link on the old Facebook for you guys. There's to a, check There's a there's a good too. cover
1: of a. Uh, um what's the song called from the Muppet movie uh uh go back there someday uh-huh um which is maybe the second best song from the Muppet movie after this one all right but so the-
0: that one's definitely a check check it out one yeah um and finally I just I I, I found this little uh nifty factoid uh AFI American Film Institute uh, put this on the AFI 100 Years 100 Songs list as number 74th greatest movie song of all time. So, so it's made the list. Lucky 74. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, My heart go- will go on was 1 through <laughs> 73. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, the name of, what's the name of the group you were listening to last night? Uh, the the Vitamin String Quartet. Man. Have you heard this? Vitamin String Quartet. So good. They so do. Good. They do just every song you could possibly think of. It's a string quartet that
1: basically does covers of popular songs it's so as good. string, no lyrics, but just as string so songs. It, it allows you. Is I work at a hotel, as Matt mentioned earlier, and his laundry list. Of He's a things. Hotelier. hotelier. Hotelier, um, and. I, I can get play music for the lobby, but it has to be like, it's limited to what is appropriate for sure, a hotel lobby. So I found this vitamin You're not, playing, Quartet. You're not playing Run the Jewels with people right. checking people exactly, in. Right, exactly, exactly. So I can, this is great because I can play like, you know, Michael Jackson, but it's like a string version. Yeah. So it's like it fits for a hotel. Yeah, it's yeah, great. it's great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so as we kind of uh, wrap up this section, what. Would you say are your kind of final thoughts on Rainbow Connection? What, what 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 does it mean to you? What do you think it kind of means for just music in general, movies, all that? I I think I
1: think it's just a fantastic version of something that is not revolutionary. I don't, I don't think the Muppet movie came up with the heartfelt song about beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they invented the opening song that gives the you an idea into the headspace of the character. Mm -hmm. Um, none of that was invented by the Muppets, but they just did a great job doing a good version of it. And for me, like the whole Muppet movie is about, you know, this frog that lives in the swamp on the East coast who, you know, ends up wanting to go to Hollywood to make millions of people happy and, you know, make movies and stuff. And this Mm -hmm. kind of describes me as well. Right. You
0: know, uh, you think that's why it touches you uh, quite a bit, this song and this yeah, movie? Yeah, I
1: think so. And I think that, like, I the Rainbow Connection was a song I sung, which I showed you guys. Um, <laughs> Is that online? Uh, that's on my Facebook page. Great. We'll so. post a link for that. No, on you our won't. Facebook, so <laughs> I don't I think will, it's set to public. So you'll find that. But in kindergarten, uh, we had, like, a <laughs> kindergarten, uh, like, little sh- showcase, you know, play that kindergartens put on. And in it,. Everyone did like a little thing, and my thing was singing a verse from it's, from the Rainbow Connection. It's very, can I very cute. It's we adorable. I'll it. see. Cute. Um, but like between that and also, oh, also growing up, um, there was a there was a, a close family friend named Jean who worked at Henson Company. Oh, cool! Uh, in New York, and so I would constantly be getting like free Muppet stuff. Wow! I would be, I went to like the Muppet Studios once, so I was like around Muppets a lot. That That's was a cool. big. That's super cool. So it was. The Muppets was a big part of my childhood. And then I kind of shared that dream of like, you know, wanting to pursue sure. uh something in entertainment to make millions of people happy. Yeah. And I think the Rainbow Connection song is definitely a part of that, you that, know, and so
0: that's great. I, I just love how you you personally find your connection to it. Uh I'm I look at it just for me personally, it's just like a gorgeous song. And like when you see it in the context of like a frog, like a puppet frog singing it, you're like <laughs> Oh, this is going to be weird, but I'll tell you what, that time, uh, the other day when I listened to this, I got a little like teary eyed myself. Mm. It's, it's super lovely. And then when you break down the lyrics, like then you think about it, about kind of what it could mean, especially as you know, guys like us who are, who are trying to make it in this industry, it means that much more. So rainbow connection.
1: Maybe, maybe yeah. making podcasts is the rainbow
0: thing. <laughs> maybe it maybe is. Maybe that's what he was looking I, for. I think, I think uh, we should get Kermit on to, to discuss. I, think I wonder be if he'll really really pick
1: a song I did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That'd be great. Um, so we've got to a point in the podcast where we uh, usually have our guest host perform a song. Reek's not really, like, a musician performer, so... I have put out a rap
1: mixtape, he but I'm he put put not really Robin doing Ma- that right now. He, yeah, he
0: hasn't really uh, done anything lately, so we can't really do anything. But the thing is, I'm not letting him get away with that. Oh, no. So what I've done is I've compiled a couple uh, beats, and I've placed them on Sean's computer. So I'm going to have you do a quick little freestyle for oh, us. Oh, God, really? We're gonna, we're gonna I'm going to hit you with three different tracks. All right. They're not too fast, so you can... Uh, so you can hang in there, and uh, we could we could edit this out if it sucks, right? <laughs> oh, we're we're gonna keep it. No, yeah. no, you're gonna kill I,
1: it. This is this is this is not something you're gonna I'm kill happy it. About.
0: You're 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 gonna kill it, and I, I I think you're gonna have a lot of fun with it. So, oh, uh, Sean, are you all ready there? This is Great. not gonna be fun. All right. Take your time. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yo, yo, you're gonna hear me. Yo, you're gonna feel me. I'm rapping on this podcast, man. It's gonna heal me. Cause I've been feeling sick. Cause my name's a Rick. That means I'm a big dick. <laughs> yo, check it out. I'm killing it, motherfuckers coming in here like ketchup spilling it all over their burgers. Man, you heard her? She said, a reek, he's the awesome <laughs> murder." <laughs> and that's where it all goes. That's where it all goes south. You lose the, you lose the track. Hey, man, it was it. tight.
0: We got, I got another one coming up for you. Oh God! Now that no, you're killing it, man. This is not right, This guy's right, the man. Right. I love Can it. Can I just do verse? Okay. Do a written. Spit a written if you want, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got something you feel. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to... I,
1: I don't have any of my verses memorized.
0: Feel something out. Okay. Here's another one. Here it comes. What the hell is this? Oh, you're going to feel it. Uh, I see your head nodding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's got
1: teleported to the like 80s or something. Yo, guess what? it's time to flow all these motherfuckers know that i go over to where their hoes at yo check it out i got these hoes at my crib yo they so damn hot yo they say a week you hit the spot like a sick sandwich that you eatin yo check it out this the beat i'm beatin Written by Maddie And maybe Sean When they're done Cause I'm gonna go home Then I'm gonna take a nap Then I'm gonna drink milk like a cat I will laugh it up
0: <laughs> that was really great <laughs> Alright, here we go You gotta do, do justice This is the Track Talk podcast theme song right here This is the ch- It's our theme song right here How long is it? You got a little bit Okay, you got a little bit here
1: Do you have a song you want to listen to? <laughs> then do track talk <laughs> You want to have a song you want to listen to? <laughs> then do track talk We're here at Track Talk We're analyzing songs There are two sides to every story But what we say is right And what you say is wrong <laughs> Cause this is track talk. Cause this is track talk. <laughs> this isn't track speech. <laughs> this is track talk. <laughs> there you go. You got a new theme song now. There you got lyrics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Uh. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> is that you trying to clap?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> That was great. All right. All right. All right. That's almost. That's almost there, right? Yeah. That was that was nice, man. Come on. I mean it was it was alright. You're having fun. I like that
1: second one. I like doing I, that I voice like, on uh, that side. Yeah, now. maybe you should do that for more yeah, stuff. Yeah, that should be my rap voice. <laughs> that was kinda that was kinda tight. <laughs> I, I like that. Thank you for
0: uh cooperating with us. I know we I know happen. we uh I know we threw that on you, but it was something I've been planning on doing for a long time oh, since your I knew you're dick. <laughs> 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 more like fuck talk. <laughs> All right, Arike. Trap talk.
1: As we, <laughs> Arik. All, right, all right, all right. As
0: we, as we kind of wrap up here, Arik, Where can we find you online? I know you got some stuff out I don't there. Don't really have much
1: of an online presence. Uh, you could find me. I have an Instagram, ArikTheCohen. the Cohen, um, and I also have a YouTube, which is ArikTheCohen. the Cohen. Um, I have a Twitter. I don't use, but if you want to see the four tweets I tweeted like five years ago, go to Arik the Cohen. That's A-R-I-K-T-H-E-C-O-H-E-N. Much like Kermit T. Frog, my middle name is The. The. So I think of those three, (laughs) YouTube is probably the best. So Arik the Cohen. Excellent.
0: And uh, why don't you tell them a little bit about Bombardier?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would love to. If those of you who are in the L.A. area... You want to laugh your ass off the first Wednesday of every month. Um, I have a sketch team. I'm on uh, with 11 other hilarious people um, and uh, we perform a half hour sketch show every first Wednesday of the month at Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. It's the theater that Amy Poehler started mm-hmm. uh, along with some other people. Um, where are going to get those tickets. Uh, You can get them at a website of UCBs that I
0: don't have memorized. (laughs) (laughs) We'll post that up on uh, on the Facebook page. (laughs) Or you just show up. Um, Me and Sean have gone to several of these shows. I've been to almost every show, and these guys are hilarious. So funny. Arik has been on fire, especially in the last couple months with his sketches, and um, I'm sure there's even more good stuff to come. So please, when you're in L.A., come check it out. Actually, come to L.A. just to check out. Don't do Bombardier. that. That's a terrible idea. Come on. I always say it's the best $5 you, you can spend on entertainment in L.A. And it's absolutely true. I absolutely believe that. Does that include prostitution? <laughs> I don't know if you can get anything for $5. Oh,
1: it depends. Uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Sean will do a lot for a little. <laughs> Sean doesn't want to be working uh, the morning shift anymore. He wants to. Well, speaking (laughs) of,
0: thanks to our producer, Sean. I know I give this guy a hard time, but he deserves every bit of it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's a really fucked
0: up. He does a great job setting up all the mics and and getting this thing recorded. And thank you so very much, Sean. Please rate, review the Track Talk podcast on iTunes. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe on your social media platforms places uh, you can find audio of today's episode and previous episodes on sound uh, SoundCloud iTunes in the podcast app videos of today's performance a freestyle oh, and previous performances can be found on our YouTube channel the track talk podcast
1: we'll see if I let that go up.
0: <laughs> for new episodes updates news and photos follow us on the track talk podcast uh, on Facebook and you if you have song ideas song facts you want to share or just want to tell me I got the wrong key for that song. <laughs> you can uh, tweet us at the track talk pod. No cast there at the track talk pod. Uh, thanks to our guest host, Arik. Any last words uh, to leave our listeners?
1: Uh, I've got two words of advice for all of you out there. Keep it gutter.
0: <laughs> keep it grinding. One. <laughs> And as always, keep listening to music, keep writing songs. This is the Track Talk Podcast with Matty. We'll see you next time.